Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're gonna to be talking about the best probiotics to take if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Maybe you wanna improve your gut health because you know that a huge amount of T3 or T4 is converted in the gut. Maybe you just know that treating your gut may improve or lower your thyroid antibodies, or maybe you just want better gut health. It doesn't really matter. What you do need to know is that improving your gut if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis is something you definitely wanna consider for a number of different benefits. And I think one of the easiest ways to do that is by taking certain probiotic species. So we're gonna talk about three of my most favorite and I'll explain to you what they're doing, how they're working, and then how much of each you should be taking. So number one, we have soil-based organisms. Now these are organisms that traditionally come from the ground. And so nowadays with the changes in modern agriculture techniques, and then also the fact that we don't drink well water, we're not being as exposed to these probiotic species as we once were. The benefits of taking soil-based organisms include long-term population of the gut, which by the way is different from a lot of the probiotics we will be talking about. Most probiotics, contrary to popular belief, do not actually stay in the gut. When you take them, they exert some effect, some effect that just lasts for a temporary amount of time, and then you have to take it again if you wanna get that benefit or continue with that benefit going forward. That's not the case with soil-based organisms. They actually live inside of your gut and populate the GI tract. Number two, they can withstand the acidic environment of the stomach, which makes them a very hardy and strong species. Number three, they're long-lasting in capsule form, which again is not uh, usual of probiotics, and I'll talk about that as we get to some other things here in just a second. And they typically do not require refrigeration, which means that you can kind of be a little aggressive with them. If you, if you leave them out, it's not that big of a deal. The next one is they're ideal for patients with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, as well as other gut conditions that are common among patients who have hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So you get a big bang for your buck by taking soil-based organisms in that they're treating the conditions that you're most likely to be suffering from. And then lastly, they have been known and shown to treat conditions like diarrhea, constipation, bloating, abdominal pain, H. pylori infections, by the way, which is, which is huge for patients with Hashimoto's, IBS, and even nausea. So if you want to take uh, soil-based organisms, what type of organisms are you looking for? Now, the answer to that is actually pretty easy. You're looking for bacillus species. Now, there are several other types of soil-based organisms, but in my opinion, these are the safest and the most well-studied. Because remember, some of these have the potential to be pathogenic if they're used incorrectly. And sometimes there's a study that says, hey, maybe this is pathogenic and maybe it isn't. And by the way, pathogenic just means it's harmful. And so when you have a soil-based organism that is potentially harmful, my recommendation is to just stay away from it. So the bacillus species, including bacillus coagulans, bacillus subtilis, and bacillus clausii are probably the three that you wanna look for. So those three bacillus species. Now in terms of dosing, you don't actually need a very high dose of each of these. So the dosing you wanna look for is somewhere between five to 10 billion CFU per serving. And that's of each individual one. Now sometimes you'll find um, probiotics that have smaller amounts, maybe one to three billion, and that's okay, but ideally you wanna look for something in this range of five to 10 billion per, and that will give you the biggest bang for your buck. Number two, we have beneficial yeast. Now remember, these are not the same things as pathogenic yeast. So you might hear yeast and think candida, right? That's not what this is. And in addition, this isn't baker's yeast because obviously you probably are aware 
that people cook with yeast all the time, and that's not the same thing as this. Beneficial yeasts work a little bit differently than other probiotics that we're gonna be talking about, including soy-based organisms, and the last one, which is the lacto and the bifido strains. They actually work by increasing the production of IgA in your own body. So what they're doing is they're sending the signal into the gut to produce more IgA, which is an immunoglobulin, and that IgA then takes care of the overgrowth of bacteria, harmful toxins, and so on, and you just kind of poop it out, right? It goes out in your stool. When does it make sense to use the beneficial yeast? Well, I'd recommend looking at these following scenarios. So number one, if you have candida or an overgrowth of a pathogenic yeast, then using a beneficial yeast is actually a good idea. Number two, it can be used if you have an issue with mold. Number three, it can be used to help treat leaky gut. It can also be used to treat parasites like blastocystis hominis. Again, it can be used to treat conditions like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth as well. And it can also be beneficial in the treatment of H. pylori, which remember H. pylori is a potential trigger of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and it can also trigger flare-ups. If you want to use a beneficial yeast, the species to look for is called Saccharomyces boulardii. And I'll have the spelling below, so if that was confusing to you, you can go down and read it below. In terms of dosing, if you want to use Saccharomyces boulardii, you'll want to look for doses between 3 to 5 billion CFU per serving. But do note that patients with Hashimoto's can sometimes get benefit from doses that are much higher than that. So up into the range of even 20 to 30 billion CFU. Finally, number three, we have lactobacillus and bifidobacteria strains. Now these are the probiotics that you are probably aware of. In fact, if you have a probiotic sitting on your shelf right now, it probably contains these strains. But the problem with these strains is not that they don't work, they do work and they're actually quite good. The problem is that they're not very stable. In fact, they start degrading as soon as they are encapsulated. The manufacturers of probiotics know this, which is why they will make claims on the bottle that will say something like 100 billion CFU at the time of manufacturing. And that's because they know by the time you actually take it, you're getting a much lower number than that. In fact, it could be as low as a half to even a quarter of what is stated. And if you're buying your probiotics from someplace like the grocery store or someplace like Amazon, if those probiotics have sat on the shelf, you're not going to get anywhere near the dose that's listed on the bottle. When it comes to using lactobacillus and bifidobacteria strains, my recommendation is to focus on diversity and dose. In terms of benefits, there are a number of different things that have been well documented with the use of these probiotics, including things like improved digestion, improved nutrient absorption, improved immune health, improved microbiome health, and improved overall gut health. In addition, they have been shown to treat conditions like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and irritable bowel syndrome. I won't name all the species that you can look for, but here are some of my favorites. Lactobacillus acidophilus, Bifidobacterium bifidum, Lactobacillus brevis, and Bifidobacterium lactis. In terms of dosing, my recommendation is to look for either a very high dose of a small amount of probiotics or a lower dose of a high diversity blend. And what that means practically for you is a blend that has at least eight plus different species. So that's a plus sign there. So if you look on the back of your probiotic supplement facts panel, you should see something that lists off a name of probiotic species. You want to make sure that list is at least eight. If it's not, then look for something that has at least 50 billion CFU per, per serving because you need to do dose or diversity or ideally both. My recommendation if you're trying to improve your gut health is to use as many probiotics as you possibly can 
alternate between them, switch the time of day that you're taking them, change up how you're using these probiotics, and that will give you the best benefit. If you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis and you're looking to improve your situation and even lower your antibodies, then I would recommend checking out this video, which touches on that subject right now.